and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight, I'm delighted to welcome along Jack and Adam from the band Plastic Youth. Guys, how's it going? Hello. How are you? It's going great. Thank you for having us on. No, it's great to have you on. It's obviously been a, a really exciting time for the band recently. And yeah, it'll be great to, to hear a wee bit more about it. Let's start by getting a wee bit of background about the Plastic Youth. Can you tell us a wee bit about the band, your background? your sound I know that's a bit of a difficult one but uh do your best yeah so well me, me and Adam are brothers uh so of course um we've met very early on and um Nick who's in the band we went to school with him and Jude was a friend from when we were really young so we've all been kind of grown up together and we've been playing music for for ages um for probably about 10 years together but kind of started the band in a more serious way probably about whatever three or four years ago and um, yeah I think our sound's kind of based mostly on kind of 60s uh, sound psychedelic stuff Motown soul um, that's kind of our main influences um, but of course there's so many other things as well that come into it of course like our music definitely has those those Indian pop qualities but yeah we'd only be painting half the picture of we didn't like say anything about those uh, those 60s influences. Absolutely. And in terms of getting the band together, was it the case that you, you've you always played as a band or was it kind of put together almost in a, a football transfer type of strategy where you recruited some of the yeah, guys from but, elsewhere? Has it always been the four of you? It was actually, well, at the very, very start, as I said, that me, me and Adam and Nick, we've been playing together probably since we've been like 11, just like obviously just kind of jamming in the house and stuff and uh, not, not taking it too seriously. Um, so we've, we've just been playing together kind of, um, yeah, by accident kind of thing. And then when we sort of thought we'll take this a bit further, we just recu- recruited uh, Jude. And it, yeah, it all just fell into place pretty naturally. What was the, the influence, Adam, in terms of, pushing forward and making it that bit more seriously. I, I know that a lot of bands that I've spoken to, they've went through the motions with, with their music at points and, and maybe considered whether it had reached a tipping point where it was a case of, do we do this and, and maybe just jam or play covers in a pub or do we go and, and try and really push on? At what point do you think that decision was reached and the decision to obviously push on and, and have a go at it? Yeah, well, as we're saying, it was definitely a, a natural kind of incline. I think it, it comes down to, you know, we all love playing music. We all enjoy uh, what we do, making music together and stuff. And we all believe in the you know, the Plastic Youth dream. We all see it working. So, you know, whether it is jamming in a bedroom or doing that kind of thing or going out and trying to push yourselves, then it makes no difference to us, you know. But either way, we're just loving it. Yeah, I think we, we, we were kind of just offered a gig and we thought, can we do this? And then, um, yeah, the answer was, I think we can. So then we just, yeah, we kind of just went for it. And uh, yeah, we went just to play, to play some gigs and that's kind of how it started. You tend to go in a wee bit of a, a roundabout direction on this podcast. So bear with me a wee bit there. But let's start with the here and now and the release of Big Thief, which was towards the end of September. How have you found the, the reaction to that song been? It's obviously your third single, so you've got a wee bit of experience behind you now in terms of releasing new music and 
I suppose sort of waiting for that reaction and doing all the, the stuff that comes with it in terms of promotion and but a bit of a hard sell, I suppose, because it is a, a very competitive industry. It's it's a very busy time just now as well. So you're kind yeah. of having to stand out in a in a busy crowd. Yeah, I mean, I the, the, so the release of Big Thief, I think, was was the, the it was received pretty well from from what I've seen. I don't know, you know, what other people are saying, but I think yeah, it was it was received pretty well, and we we love that song, and we're we're proud of it. You know, that's I think that's the most important thing, and. Yeah, it's a competitive market and stuff, but I think you know, I think it, you know, it's it's just it's music that I want to listen to, and I think I've always thought if you make music that you want to listen to, there's going to be other people out there that feel the same way, and I think you can't go wrong that way. And you, if you're happy with what you create and you, your art, I guess then yeah, you're never going to go far wrong. I think with Big Thief, yeah, it's it's been quite it's been quite good so far. Um, yeah, we just want more people to listen to it and just and love it as much as us. And forgive me for almost kind of sharing an opinion on it, but I would say it's you can see your sound evolving from single to single, and this one is the most mature sounding single as well. Was it the case that were they all written at the same time, or have you been gradually recording these tunes? So I think with well, of course, with our with our first singles, I think they were you know recorded and released ages ago so we're kind of on to sort of yeah like you said we're kind of trying to uh you know gradually progress and mature with you know with with every kind of recording or song that we can do and yeah we, we recorded the last two singles um all at the same time but yeah they were maybe written at slightly different times but um yeah i guess that's 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 always going to be a benefit if things just keep getting better um yeah we i think the way that we look at it at least is those first two singles are more kind of uh, they're more demos almost, you know. They're from a much more kind of uh, premature, yeah, informative, premature time, I guess. And uh, those those two singles, No Beginning and Big Thief, they were recorded in the studio with uh, along with like these uh, nine or ten other songs that we have, uh, and they're going to be released with this uh, under this project with. Jerry Love and Ross Cameron at uh, Riverside, so we, we definitely believe that these next singles are going to be definitely stepping up quite exponentially. And that takes us on seamlessly to the work that you have been doing with Jerry Love, who of course was formerly of Teenage Fan Club. How great an experience has it been? Maybe I've answered the question that it's great, but the, how it's obviously a, a massive figure in the the Scottish music scene, how influential has he been uh, on your recording process? Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, he's been kind of our sort of hero for a, a while, you know. I, I've loved Teenage Fan Club and listened to their albums since I was, like, a wee guy. So to even, yeah, the, the fact that he's even slightly involved or, you know, to the point where he's actually sitting there in the studio with us is, is unbelievable and, we don't definitely don't take it for granted. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and he's a total musical genius. You know, he's he, he's seriously he's, he's he's amazing. Totally, I could not recommend him uh, highly enough. Um, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. And taking it on as well, he he's championing the band. It's not as if he's he's kind of seen it as a labour of love. He clearly really likes the music you that you're producing so as a as a fan 
of Teenage Fan Club to then be mm-hmm. working with Jerry and Jerry to be champion in the band, mm-hmm. that must be a real boost to to your esteem and real confidence boost uh, going forward. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's always nice to, when people kind of believe in you or, you know, uh, have a bit of faith in you. But yeah, definitely when it's one of your kind of heroes or when it's a, a guy who's been there and done it himself and he's, like you say, champion. And it's, yeah, it's 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 an absolute, like, it's very humble and it's really quite amazing. And yeah, we're so we're so happy that he's on he's on board and that he you know he actually likes the tunes. You know, it's just amazing. Does that personality that he has and the fact that he has mentioned you in interviews and such like, does that open a few extra doors as well? As we've kind of alluded to earlier on, it's it's not a straightforward process in terms of there's so many bands across Scotland just now that are making brilliant music. Does having mm-hmm. a, a figure like that back in your cause maybe give you that wee one-up that the other bands might not have? You know, I, I thought it might have, but I, I don't think it's really, it's not proved as to, you know, a, you know, a, a step or a pedestal into the, you know, a key into the music industry of, you know, breaking breaking through and that we're going to be, you know, number one. It's, it's, not, it's not necessarily like that. It's not, he's not giving us... Yeah, he's not opened that door for us per se. I mean, definitely people, you know, pay attention to us more maybe because we've got his name attached to some of the, you know, as a producer. Possibly, I mean, let's hope. But I, yeah, I don't know. Prior to the release of the new single, you've obviously released No Beginning and Tell Me Something as well. Can you tell us a wee bit about the two prior singles, those videos that accompanied them as well? That was in the kind of formative stage of the, the band, mm-hmm. the first kind of steps, I suppose, in, into to releasing music and, and sampling that excitement of it. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with those kind of like formative years and those uh, formative singles and stuff, it was definitely maybe just finding our feet in, our, in the kind of music scene and stuff and finding our musical voice and our style and stuff. And yeah, definitely built the momentum and the excitement personally for us to go forward into the music scene of today. And, you know, it's, it's a great place to be at the moment. You know, there's a lot of great bands uh, in the Glasgow music scene currently, and it's a pleasure to, you know, play alongside all of them, really. Of course, you did get to do that at the recent Tenement Trail. You played at the Badlands too. How was that for you? Yeah, that was a, it was an amazing experience, obviously, uh, Barlands 2 or Barlands uh, main stage, you know, to be able to play in the bars is just like, it's, it's a great thing. and It's a bucket list kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's pretty great. cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it, was, it was an amazing gig, actually. You know, Tementry was is something cool to be a part of, and yeah, it was, it was a pleasure, actually. It was really exciting. It was, it was a real buzz about, you know, the whole place, the whole of the every venue. It was... It's a quality idea, that, isn't it? In terms of just having such a vibrancy and where you can walk into to any venue in that area and and you'll see something whether you know it or not you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to experience perhaps a band that you've loved for a while or a new band that are like as getting the opportunity to play such an iconic venue in Glasgow it, it must really whet the appetite as well when you're you're setting up at Barrowlands Tune but you know that play your cards right that one day that 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 could be top stage or try to think just up the stairs I guess uh on the barrel stage so it's uh 
it must be something that really wet the appetite. Oh, totally. I mean, I, that, that's the one you want. That you want. That you want. You want the upstairs. That's the one you're dreaming of. Um, so I de- definitely it just it kind of it's dangling the carrot. So you just yeah, you, like you say, it's wetting the appetite. And uh, yes, can't wait for if that opportunity was to come. You know what I mean? That that would be the absolute dream. The smell of the burgers must have been really wafting through to the, the bottom <laughs> bit, though. That's uh, yeah, you walk up these stairs. That's the first thing <laughs> you encounter, isn't it? You can't, you can't get enough of those burgers. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one, actually. Check out next time. Yeah. So, we've touched about the dynamic of the band, and two brothers playing in the, the same band has always intrigued me. I've had a few guests on the band, um, including Glass Vegas, who, of course, uh, two mm-hmm. brothers as well, uh, within their ranks. How How is that in, in terms of Having siblings myself, sometimes the last person that you want to spend any time with is, is, is your own siblings. You can't really escape each other, uh, especially on stage. There's obviously been many famous stories of, of siblings in bands. How do you two get on? I mean, I guess it would, we'd be lying if we just painted a picture of uh, roses, you know. As you're saying, we're brothers, so obviously you're going to be, there's going to be times in the band room, you know, when you're arguing and stuff like that, and, you know, as, as brothers, you know, you know which buttons to press and to really get under each other's skin. But at the end of the day, because we've grown up in the same house, we've got the same musical influences, it's proven more likely to be a to be a strength for our music and like the way in our chem like for example, the chemistry of our band, the way we make music and stuff. So I, I do think, although it can be a bit of a pain sometimes, probably does uh, the positives probably do outweigh the negatives on that one. You can kind of just be honest with each other, do you know what I mean? Quite quite easily, uh, without kind of the fear of hurting someone's feelings, you know what I mean? You don't have to walk on eggshells, you can kind of just get your point across uh, pretty blunt, bluntly. And yeah, so for that, it's yeah, it cuts a lot of time out, I guess. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense in terms of I <laughs> you certainly could say things to you to your brother or your sister that yeah, you wouldn't really consider saying to a mate. <laughs> you wouldn't be quite as cutting, I don't think, but uh, yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so you played the Balance 2 at the start of October, we're recording just towards the end of October. Have you got anything planned between now and the, the end of the year, or is it looking more like 2023 to continue gigging? Yeah, well, we are we're playing a show on the 10th of December at Poetry Club. And that's going to be an end of year party. Uh, so we've got an all vinyl DJ and a, and a support lined up and a good after party and stuff. So I think that's the one we're kind of gearing up for now. Because I think, you know, Portrait Club is a great, it's a great venue and stuff. And it's going to be, because it's maybe a bit more of a relatively smaller venue, it's going to make it that more exciting and a bit more intimate, a bit more buzzing. And so, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to that one. So uh, that's in December. And then in January, we're going to go to, we're going to London. So we released in our single in January, and then I think we're going to London to play a, a Tips for 2023 show, but I don't unfortunately know the date yet, so you've got to stay uh, on Instagram for that. Yeah, it's certainly something that I can help with, with sharing when you are aware of the date as well. That's yeah, but, quite an interesting one in terms of, will that be your first gig outside of Scotland when you, you head to London in the new year? We actually played, we played in the Cavern Club in 2019, and we played, oh. I think we played Sound City as well. 
um, in in 2019. Uh, but yeah, that would be the the first one outside of out of uh, Liverpool. We've not been never been to London or anywhere else in England. So um, yeah, definitely. I think you know London's again somewhere you you want to go. Do you know what I mean? It's where it's where um, the scene is is most maybe vibrant for. You know, music. So yes, it's great to to get the chance chance to go to London and take take the music outside your postcode. It's an exciting way to start a new year as well. I would imagine in terms of yeah, totally. starting on a a real high, and that gives you eleven months to kind of reach those heights again. So yeah, that, that sounds really exciting. I've got a kind of standard question on the podcast where I put the guests on the spot. So what I'm looking for just now is three artists or bands that are Scottish that you're listening to just now and that you're really enjoying and quite like to give a wee shout out to. Okay. That's a hard one. Is that three uh, between us or three each? You can go three each. You can go one and a half each. It's, it's up to yourself. Maybe one and a half each. That's maybe a bit more <laughs> yeah. doable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd probably say, well, obviously you, got, you have Teenage Fan Club uh, they're obviously one that we're always listening to and stuff, but I don't think they necessarily even need a shout out. You know, they're big. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would definitely say there's a band called The Well Green, and uh, the guy from from that Stuart kid, he was he was the guy who taught me drums when I was seven and taught Jack guitar, Nick guitar and stuff, and taught us how to really be a band and stuff. And I generally think their their music is is just phenomenal, and they definitely should be. They deserve every every shout out in the world. Yeah, they're like Glasgow Beatles. Definitely check them out. The Well Green, um, and I suppose well, there's you know kind of bands in our scene. Well, there's a band uh, like uh, She. Yeah, we've mentioned She. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of great bands from. Yeah, maybe that third slot can just be taken up from the other great bands in our kind of in our kind of scene. We have like Gallus, The Big Day. Spires, she, they're all great, great bands. But Dead Pony. Yeah, Dead Pony, exactly. Great. All, all of them are, are great. So they're all bands that we are kind of, yeah, we're also really enjoying. And, you know, luckily enough, they're, you know, in our scene and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, they're the ones we're loving. Yeah, brilliant. And what I'll do is I'll put links to each of those in the, the description know, of the it, podcast as well. Yeah, we started off with two there and then rattled off about seven. So, sorry. <laughs> No, it's, it's all right. You kind of did the, the three each, and then I'll give you a bonus one just because you've been such great guests. And Thanks. we are kind of coming towards the, the end of the, the podcast. I would like to take the opportunity again to thank you for your time. It's been it's been really interesting, and although it's a wee bit of a cliche in terms of when I've got a guest on, it does sound like a, a really great time for the band just now, and I want to wish you all the best with it. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, and it's, much. Yeah, it's, been, it's been great to uh, be on the podcast. So thank you so much for having us. No problem. Just before you go, can you tell the listeners where they can find you on social media, where they can buy merch, listen to your music and such like, anything you can think of that you would like to promote, maybe where you can get tickets for the, the Poetry Club gig. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. floor is yours to, to sell what you like. Cool. So. Okay. Instagram, obviously, that's just the plastic youth, nice and simple. Facebook, just the same. Twitter, exactly the same. Yep. Spotify, you guessed it, the same. Uh, and yeah. all, on that, you'll find like, on all, all the streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. Any, any streaming platform. Yeah. We're on it all. We're on it all. You can't all. get away from us. And if you want tickets, they're on the kind of, they're on our Instagram. I think they're yeah, in they're the bio. On, they're in our bio, or 
you check out Cream Tangerine. That's the that's the promotion. So it'll also be up up there. If you want merch, then just come to gigs. Yeah, come to gigs or give us a message and I'll send you a t-shirt or I'll deliver it to your door by hand. There you go. You can't say much better than that. That's uh, an offer. Yeah. Hopefully the listeners can't refuse and before you know it, you're going to be clocking up the miles delivering these t-shirts. Can I deliver a job? It's, uh, it's going up to Christmas, whatever you can do to get by, uh, cost of living and all that. Yeah, perfect yeah. idea. Exactly. Jack, Adam, thanks very much again. Thank you no so worries. much, Andy. Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, thank you and goodbye.